Today's episode of the Gone Fission Nuclear Report is brought to you by Floor. We're building a better world. Welcome to the Gone Fission Nuclear Report, your one-stop source for all the latest news from the Department of Energy's Environmental Management Program. Now, here's your host, Michael Butler. Hello, and welcome to the Gone Fission Nuclear Report. Today is Monday, March 20th, 2023. We're covering all the news from the Department of Energy's Environmental Management Program across the country. We thank our friends at Fluor for being presenting sponsor for today's episode. March is Women's History Month. This month is set aside to honor women's contributions in American history. The Gone Fish and Nuclear Report is pleased to join in this year's celebration with a special salute to a woman who made history in the U.S. space program and later in the Department of Energy's Environmental Management Program. Her name is Carolyn Leach Huntoon. She was the first woman to head NASA's Johnson Space Center and the first to become Assistant Secretary for Environmental Management, or EM1, at the Department of Energy. She served in that role from 1999 to 2001. After studying human physiology and biochemistry at Baylor College of Medicine, I started my adventure at NASA in Houston. For the next 30 years, I had a wonderful time. Starting as a bench scientist, I worked at every level at the Johnson Space Center before becoming the center director, managing thousands of civil servants and contractor engineers and scientists to conduct space shuttle missions and to design and build a space station was tremendously challenging and exciting. The management of a large workforce of scientists and engineers led me from NASA to the Department of Energy as Assistant Secretary for Environmental Management. I again managed on a national level the large workforce responsible for stabilizing and cleaning up nuclear waste, which had been left at sites across our nation. In the two decades since, there have been five other women in the EM1 role. Some were Senate-confirmed and some were acting. Together, they have served a total of eight years, or about 40% of the total time across those two decades. Here's the full list. Carolyn Huntoon, 1999 to 2001. Jesse Hill Roberson, 2001 to 2004. Inez Trier, 2008 to 2011. Monica Rigelbudo, 2015 to 2017, Sue Kange, January to June 2017, and Anne-Marie White, 2018-2019. We'll have more from Carolyn Huntoon later in the podcast, and we'll be back with today's headlines right after this from Fleur. Here's Ken Reuter and Jay Mullis standing beside the first fully electric vehicle, which quietly pulled into a parking space in Oak Ridge last week. The new addition to the site is part of a broader transition to an electric vehicle fleet across the EM complex. The cleanup program aims to add 150 electric vehicles to its fleet this year. The Oak Ridge Office of Environmental Management cleanup contractor is slated to receive 11 of the vehicles 
in the first phase of this effort. Earlier this year, we told you about a new guide to successful environmental cleanup prepared by the Energy Communities Alliance. The interactive online resource provides frequently asked questions, case studies, and recommendations regarding nuclear waste cleanup. It is designed to assist local governments, communities, and federal agencies in deciphering the complexities of the environmental cleanup process. Here's ECA Executive Director Seth Kirschenberg. We created the guide because we get questions all the time on the cleanup program, and some of them are basic, like, what does this acronym actually mean? How do the laws work? Why is the department acting a certain way? How do I understand what the budget is at my site? So we tried to put together a guide that was interactive, that included videos, that included infographics, that included questions and answers uh, to answer all the questions that we were getting on a regular basis. And so we tried to put it online also. It was kind of a follow-up from our Politics of Cleanup, uh, which was a uh, published guide uh, from about 10 years ago that identified how the cleanup program actually worked, how it evolved. Uh, and now this guide is really something that we're hoping is going to be interactive. So if people have questions, you know, they'll reach out to us with a question and we'll actually post it on the guide. So we'll always be uh, updated uh, and, uh, you know, we'll try and continually identify what's going on at the individual sites, how laws change, how policies, the budget, et cetera. So communities always have one place to go uh, to hopefully find the answers to their questions related to the environmental cleanup program. You can find the interactive guide on the ECA website, energyca.org. We'll be back with more right after this from Floor. Observing Women's History Month during March. Today we want to spotlight Carolyn Leach Huntoon, the first woman EM1 in DOE's Environmental Management Program. Carolyn is a Louisiana native and was honored in 2021 by Louisiana Public Broadcasting as a Louisiana legend. I first met Carolyn Huntoon in 1986. Um, it was the year I first started working at NASA as a postdoctoral fellow. Her research in the neuroendocrine system in space was incredibly important. It was groundbreaking research that helped us understand how the body and this systems are changing when they go into space. Considered one of the foremost scientists in the United States, Carolyn Leach Huntoon made history in 1994 as the first woman director of NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston. She played an essential role in leading an organization that carried out some of uh, what are arguably the greatest uh, scientific and engineering feats uh, that human beings have ever been organized to carry out together. Carolyn grew up in the small central Louisiana town of Leesville. Her parents were Lucille Godwin Leach and Anthony Claude Leach. 
She was the youngest of six siblings, uh, and it was um, you know, taught to her from an early age that um, they were responsible for her and she was responsible for them. She graduated in 1958 from Leesville High School and attended Northwestern State University in Natchitoches, majoring in biology and medical technology. It was while pursuing a Master of Science and Doctorate degree at Baylor College of Medicine that she met one of the principal investigators for the Gemini spacecraft medical experiments. It was a connection that led to her working at NASA. As a pioneer in human life science research, Huntoon created and supervised projects in the Apollo, Skylab, and Space Shuttle programs. And it wasn't long before she became involved in recruiting women for the space programs. So my mom continued to mentor the women uh, who joined the astronaut class. On the next street over from my house is where uh, Sally Ride lived. She'd often come by um, our house. This was even before Sally was selected as America's first woman in space. Seeing a young astronaut who um, was, you know, really needing mentorship, and that she came to my mom, and my mom was able to. Uh, help her. Carolyn, I think, is a trendsetter that has enabled a lot of women to really do a lot more. As a rising star through the ranks of NASA, she was recognized internationally as a leader on issues of aerospace medicine and worked in collaboration with the Soviet space program. This was at a time when relations between the U.S. and the USSR were, uh, were not good. Um, and yet in the sort of common spirit of uh, science and the scientific method and experimentation, um, these scientists got together. I had no real experience uh, in international negotiations or what that would take. So it was a big door opening for me in terms of learning new things and challenging myself, which is actually what I really credit Carolyn for, for teaching me. It was during Huntoon's time as associate director of the Johnson Space Center that the shuttle Challenger shattered just 73 seconds from takeoff. My mom had been responsible for um, selecting many of the astronauts that died in that mission. Our entire community and really the entire country was grieving over the loss of these individuals. My mom's leadership, uh, particularly during times of difficulty um, at the Johnson Space Center, was inspirational. She's an incredible leader, obviously, uh, and um, an incredible mentor, especially to me. I think her strength in being a mentor is challenging you to do something more than you think you might be able to. And that's what she gave me. Following her time at NASA, Dr. Huntoon served Presidents George W. Bush and Bill Clinton as the Department of Energy's Assistant Secretary for Environmental Management. In that job, she oversaw the cleanup of over 100 of the nation's nuclear sites. Thinking back to the fact that my grandfather, um, you know, had a, a, a plumbing business and uh, had dropped out of school in third grade, that's really, uh, it's kind of a remarkable uh, American dream story. Married in the summer of 1969, Carolyn Leach Huntoon and her husband Harrison recently celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary on a Mediterranean cruise with their daughter Sally, her husband Michael, and granddaughters Lucy and Sophia. Carolyn recently lost her loving husband after his brave battle with Parkinson's. Our prayers are with Carolyn and her family. Good evening. I'm very sorry that it was not possible for me to be with you tonight. To be chosen a Louisiana legend is an unparalleled honor for me. 
I want to thank the Board of Directors of Louisiana Friends of Louisiana Public Broadcasting for this prestigious recognition. Being an enthusiastic supporter of all public broadcasting, and especially Louisiana public broadcasting, I have followed the Legend Awards and have always been impressed with the achievements of those recognized. To be included in this honor is truly incredible. The center of my universe has always been Leesville, Louisiana. For those of you who may not know, Leesville is a small town in the central part of the state. I was born the sixth child of Claude and Lucille Leach. The tragic loss of my mother when I was five years old led to an unusual and wonderful upbringing. People have said to me that I was raised without a mother. My answer has always been that I was raised by my father and my siblings, a brother and four sisters. Believe me, they kept me on the straight and narrow. Our father set the parameters. It was his work ethic, his integrity, his love of family and country that established the path for us. The family became more complete with the addition of a marvelous sister-in-law and four delightful brothers-in-law. These five people added personalities, intellect, and much love to our family. After I started work at NASA, I added to the clan when I married Harrison, my husband of 51 years. Of course, we were married in Leesville, and because he was the first member of our family not from the South, he has had to teach our family a lot. Our daughter Sally Ann was born and grew up in Houston. She, her dad, and I spent as much time as we could in Louisiana with friends and family. She grew up as close to her cousins as siblings. Following college and medical school, she moved to Boston and married Michael Vitale. They have blessed us with two marvelous granddaughters, Lucia Catherine and Sophia Carolyn. These wonderful girls have shown me what it really is important in life. My education in Leesville and Northwestern gave me the foundation for all future endeavors. My wonderful teachers taught me to love learning. My friends were as close as family. And yes, we still have the class reunions for the class of 58. My last year of college was spent at Auctioner Foundation Hospital in New Orleans, where I completed the medical technology program. This year solidified my interest in biomedicine, not to mention the love of New Orleans. It remains my city in the world. After studying human physiology and biochemistry at Baylor College of Medicine, I started my adventure at NASA in Houston. For the next 30 years, I had a wonderful time. Starting as a bench scientist, I worked at every level at the Johnson Space Center before becoming the center director managing thousands of civil servants and contractor engineers and scientists to conduct space shuttle missions and to design and build a space station was tremendously challenging and exciting. The management of a large workforce of scientists and engineers led me from NASA to the Department of Energy as Assistant Secretary for Environmental Management. I again managed on a national level the large workforce responsible for stabilizing and cleaning up nuclear waste, which had been left at sites across our nation. Now that I've retired from the federal government, I'm enjoying spending time with my family, speaking about my work, mentoring young women and men interested in pursuing careers in science and engineering, and exposing my New England friends to gumbo, dirty rice, jambalaya, and etouffee. The real challenge is finding shrimp, crawfish, and dooley sausage in Rhode Island.
Right now, one of my favorite things to do is to reply to New Englanders when they say, and they always do, you're not from here. And I say, no, I'm from Louisiana. Today's episode of the Gone Fission Nuclear Report is brought to you by Floor. We're building a better world. Thank you.